Hi, welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Alcockin. Joining me, as always, the man whose star ratings make more sense than Dave Meltzer, and he doesn't even do star ratings, Charlie Butter. That was a three and a half star uh, intro for me, so thank you. Uh, you're very, you're very welcome. I, I bring that up for a reason. Uh, we don't, I, we don't talk corporate wrestling on this show much at all. We try to avoid it, but I gotta, I gotta vent for a minute. Oh God. Okay. Okay. So, did you watch Dynamite this week? No. Okay. Apparently, a lot of people did. I was one of them. Parking lot brawl between the best friend Santana and Ortiz. I saw clips, but I, I heard it was everybody was praising it. So, I, I, it's not that I hate the match by any means, but Melker gave it five stars. Cool. How far at the bar drop? You know what he what he didn't rate five stars. What's that? He didn't rate Bret Hart, Owen Hart, Rockwinia ten five stars. He didn't rate either of the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Rockwinia matches five stars. He never rated anything Daniel Bryan ever done five stars. That's his personal preference, though. That's not it's personal preference. But at the same point, it's like the people that treat Moker Ward and Gospel. Are gonna think that it's like the third best match of fucking twenty twenty, and it's like it was barely the best match of the fucking card. Well, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I I don't. I mean, that's his own personal thing. That's always how I've always viewed it. I mean, people take his word as gospel, like you said, but they're just goofs. I mean, there's people that take Jim Cornette's word as gospel, oh, and they're true. goofs as well. So. Oh, true. <laughs> but anyway, uh, let's get to uh, what we got going on this week because we have a special guest this week. Yeah, and I don't want to leave him hanging. I'm going to let you do the honor, Charlie. <laughs> okay, so I just I just wrote this before we went on the air, and uh, I know he's going to enjoy this. So he's Am a. Tw- I? <laughs> <laughs> He's a Twitter monster. He's Colin Delaney's biggest fan, an unpaid shill of AIW, a mysterious benefactor in training, and the highest number he knows is 24. Please welcome Orange Flaccity to the show. Uh, that shouldn't be mysterious benefactor in training. That should be mysterious benefactor, because now it's twice where I've actually sponsored wrestlers <laughs> on certain independent wrestling shows. So I, I think that should we should get rid of the in training there. I don't. Do, do you got Goldstein money? Because I mean, that's that's. If look, you got Goldstein money, then yeah, we could do that. Look, my bank account, the way it's set up, <laughs> I have a checking and a savings. <laughs> You're not liquid right now. You're not liquid right now. It's. it's <laughs> I'm doing bits from 2010. We're already off to a bad start. <laughs> so back okay. I was watching EQW Cooper eight last night. I was doing bits from the 40. So it doesn't really yeah. make any difference. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So you actually got to watch that last night. What'd you think? Pretty good show overall. I was a little bit in shock to Mr. Ulala still wrestling. I call him come out. I'm like, how long have you been wrestling? I put that on Twitter and he goes, 1987. Oh, okay. Hey. Yeah, but uh, more power to him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he, so, he's uh, still over. He can still go. He was the uh, Ricky Morton fake apparel last night. He, yeah, he did pretty well. So that's definitely going to be uh, Janela's opponent at spring break, right? Like, that's <laughs> definitely going to be his opponent. I mean,. I don't know who else they could pull out. I hopefully we don't he's, get, you know, Janetti again. He's at least going to be in the clusterfuck. <laughs> Mark my words. I don't know, Mike Jackson making the trip. They get Janela and Mike Jackson. Didn't they already do that? I don't think they had Janela against them. I don't know. Mike Jackson done come to the GKW stuff. He did the yeah. Wombat show and stuff. I don't, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was uh, GCW. I, was it one of those $5 wrestling shows or something? Maybe. He might have been on there, but I know he did the Wombat. Uh, GCW Wombat shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah, but yeah. Good, pretty good tournament overall. A very good professional wrestler. Your Cooper Eight champion for the year. The best. The best. The best. The best. I was out on a walk yesterday, and that song came on, and I was the like, best. "He ruined this song. I can't the even." The best. <laughs> yeah. The best. Yeah, about another 150 of them before you actually finish the, the loop of the con. Do you want to get them the all best. out of the way? Do you? Or can we move on? <laughs> uh, how much time do we have to record? I'm open-ended. I don't know about you guys. Oh, no. Let's do it. Oh, God. Three-hour podcast. <laughs> the best. The best. I have to edit this, and that means that the I'd best. have to edit all of that out. <laughs> Keep it in. No. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. All right. So let me, uh, let me get this out of the way real quick. So we got to talk about what's on IWTV this week. Uh, so I'm not showing anything for Tuesday this week, which is interesting. Usually that's their, uh, 
their Tuesday's Deathmatch Tuesday, but I don't see anything listed this week. But uh, Wednesday, September 23rd at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road, Episode 9. Uh, Thursday, September 24th at 8 p.m., we have Insanity Pro Wrestling, uh, Animosity 2009. Friday, September 25th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Paradigm Pro, same energy. Uh, that's going to be a stacked show. Definitely going to check that out. Uh, then Saturday, September 26th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Unsanctioned Pro, uh, Indiana Vacation. Uh, I know they've been promoting that pretty heavily online, so that's that should be pretty interesting. Sunday, September 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern, Mr. Chainsaw's Pro Wrestling, All Killer, No Filler. And that's everything on this week, uh, What they at least what they have listed so far this week. So. I'm very excited for that Paradigm Pro show. Uh, I think Paradigm Pro has quietly kind of inserted themselves into the upper echelon of independent wrestling, kind of since quarantine started. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They have a show in November, and it's a big tournament show, and I know I'm a very shitty podcast guest because I can't remember what it's called, but I'm definitely going to try to go down there for the show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Paradigm Pro. That's the Fighting Spirit Heavyweight Grand Prix 2020. Yes, yeah. See, it's his podcast, so he, he knows all this stuff. I just have it in front of me, but <laughs> but yeah, um, I, the 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 champion of that's actually going to be defending his title in that tournament is uh our 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 favorite here the bev bobby beverly so love the bev so i'm excited for that that's one of the main reasons why i know about that and uh, i believe he's taking on matt justice on yep. uh the show this friday so that's going to be a yep. fucking crazy match with them so street fight for the heavy hitters title oh man yeah, if you if you only that's, watch for one match, it's gotta be that one. Like that, those guys this have card is match so anyway. stacked. Yeah, that, yeah, that match is definitely up there. But this card is stacked to the gills. That's it's probably the main, right? I would I would think that's probably going to be the main event. I would assume so. I mean, it makes sense to me for it to be the main. So yeah, I mean, should be paradigm. Put that on last. <laughs> I know you're listening. Yeah, title match doesn't have to go on last, but usually it does. So I would assume it's the main. Something like that. Uh, I had a thought and I lost it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think uh, let's get into the whole reason why we're having you on this week. Uh, I let yes. you pick the show that we watch this week. And then I let Twitter pick the show. Yes. So <laughs> we we came to the conclusion we are watching Shipwrecked on Grando Island. And uh, tell us about Empire State Wrestling. So Empire State Wrestling uh, is kind of the big independent promotion here in upstate New York. Usually they run out of uh, Buffalo uh, or the Niagara Falls area, but occasionally they'll do some uh, bouncing around. I know they do some shows in Rome. Uh, They do some shows in Rochester where I live. And they're kind of like all the big talent here in not just upstate New York, but really along the northeast coast, uh, usually – they'll have a spot here in ESW. Okay. Um, and a lot of, you know, big talent uh, that's come through the last few years, pretty much all of them have wrestled for ESW at some point. Uh, I even tried to talk the promoters into booking Tom Waller a few months back, and apparently it was in the works, uh, but apparently it fell through. So. So this show actually happened uh, January of this year um, yep. before everything happened and the world went upside down and yeah. So we didn't know how good we had it. Right. Yeah. Uh, all the, the, the finger touch with Dan Housen and all the, the packed house and it just not something we may see again for, for uh, at least another year or so. So yeah, if, if you, watch this show with us or maybe pause the episode now and go watch this show. Uh, you're going to remember what it looks like to have a packed indie house. And it's, I miss it so much. Yeah. My first note, uh, just from the starting everything up, the professional level with like the graphics, with the video walls on the entrance, uh, when you have the name tag come up for the wrestler, it also has their photo up on there as well, which mm-hmm. I thought was really good. Um, I definitely really liked that aspect of it. The commentary team was actually pretty decent. Um, they weren't super annoying like a lot of other ones are. They actually stayed on topic. They, they kind of played off each other pretty well. It was pretty decent. 
And oh yeah, ES, ESW runs a real tight ship, and like I said, they're not they're not like some weird obscure you know shindy that's just up in New York. No, they're like the real deal around here, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if sometime in twenty twenty one you actually get like a live broadcast from one of the ESW shows on IWTV. That'd be cool. Uh, also, I really liked the announcer. I thought he was really good. And then everybody in the crowd had lays on because, you know, you're shipwrecked. So, yes, it, it's it's an island themed show in January. Yes. Yeah. But a uh, shout out uh, Chris Gulo, uh, great ring announcer. One of my favorites. Uh, he's up there with Steve Guy and Jay Rose for me. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't say much more about him than that. He's the fucking best. Yeah, I really enjoyed his work. Uh, I thought everything was top notch in that aspect uh the ring looked great uh this was like you said very much uh this it's not some rinky dink operation they actually like put some thought into everything and everything looked great and worked out well and i really enjoyed the presentation um it was kind of refreshing from some of the stuff we've seen on this show uh to, to go to this and see how like professional an indie wrestling company can actually look so i yeah. thought that was really cool yeah, uh, the I, in my opinion, the uh, whole uh, production value that's up there with your Black Label Pro, it's up there with your AIW. Sometimes it's better than GCW. So mm-hmm. you know, it's you know, this we're not. This isn't some rinky dink shindy we're talking about. This is the number one independent wrestling company in upstate New York. Right on, uh, Jared. Uh, what, what do you got for your notes to start off with? Anything? As far as far as the production and the commentary and all that, you guys hit pretty much everything that everything that I had written down. Um, I I do think we can like touch that the ring announcer did go with the Hawaiian shirt <laughs> to play off the theme. That was fantastic. Uh, commentary did annoy me a little bit, but the, the heel announcer trope had gotten really old in the past the past few years. So I'm really kind of done with the heel whole heel announcer thing. Mm-hmm. That kind of bugged me a little bit, but it wasn't didn't take me out of the show. As far as heel announcers go, he's not um, overly over the top. Uh, he, you know, like I said, like you said, the the heel announcer shtick has kind of gotten a little old in the last few years. But if you if you grade it on a spectrum, this one's not so bad compared to some others. Right. Yeah, I mean, nobody nobody in the day and age is going to be Bobby Heaton and Jackie Ventura. But yeah, you can only take so many like imitators and, right. and try to just grit your teeth and deal with it but i mean it is what it is like i said they didn't really take me out of anything they they really kept focus on most everything uh i really didn't like once everything kind of got going like sometimes they would call like certain moves the wrong move but they would correct each other and it was it was good like they it wasn't anything that was from some of the stuff we've had we've had some really shitty and terrible ones and this these guys were far and above everything a lot of the companies we've covered so that is the one thing I will say, and it's so refreshing for an independent wrestling show. The announcers know what they're talking about. They know the guys they're talking about. They know the moves that these guys are performing. They know, like, if the if the guy has, like, a special name for the move, they'll call it that special name. Like, at one point, uh, Nick Ando does a spear to Danhausen, and they call it a harpoon, which is what Nick Ando calls a spear. Right. So, you know, it's, it's refreshing because you don't get a lot of that in independent wrestling nowadays. Yeah, I think there there's a level there that I think you as a commentator you'd want to know like hey like what's your finish what do you call it what am I looking for like what anything special that you do and a lot of guys just don't take the time to do that so it's just like oh let's just call it this move even though it's definitely has a name like uh, it's really funny because Dan Housen told me the finish of his uh, his finisher name and I can't remember it and now it just still stuck in my head as a rampage ddt even though he has a specific name for it isn't it like the ddt or something like that it might be that now i i think he called it legion or something at one point that it was it was it was i I don't know like i can't remember and i haven't you know decided to bother him and ask him what his finish is again but i mean i it's rare that we see him use it usually it's a you know choke slam the tequila you know, he doesn't usually get yeah. to bust that move out. So usually when he I keep wins, Dan Howe, uh, he loses. I, mean, I don't, don't think I've ever seen the damn thing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves because it's literally the, the co-main event of this show. But so, he wins with that move. Yes. So let's yeah. go all the way back to the opening match. What do we have, Jayhawk? <laughs> all right. Can we open with Brandon Thurston against Kevin Blackwood. 
Uh, if I remember cr- from commentary correctly, the con- teacher for a student, and yep. they were in the final of the Iliad Apollo Cup a month or two before that. Am I correct on that? Yes. So let me explain what that is first off. First off, yes, teacher versus student. Uh, so up here, the big wrestling school that is actually affiliated with ESW is called Grapplers Anonymous. Thurston is the head coach at the school. Uh, so pretty much almost, not almost everybody, but maybe like 50% of the people on this show trained by Brandon Thurston. Oh, and the Ilio Apollo Cup. Uh, so every year uh, they do this kind of like tournament thing, uh, which they call the Ilio Apollo Cup. It kind of works the same as the Money in the Bank briefcase. You win the tournament, you get to cash in on the champion whenever. Uh, the format of the tournament is there's six qualifying matches, and then there's a gauntlet match. Uh, at the big end-of-year show that they do. Um, And that was obviously won by Kevin Blackwood. Uh, If you'll go back to the show before this, uh, called ESW Wrestle Bash, uh, the match, I believe, and I'm just firing off the top of my head here, it's Brandon Thurston, uh, Kevin Blackwood, obviously, Puff, uh, Bill Collier, Atticus Kogar, and A.R. Fox. And it's actually a really, really fun uh, gauntlet match. Uh, so, you know, if you have time after listening to this, go watch Wrestle Bash. Uh, it's a fun little gauntlet. And, of course, it came down to Thurston and Blackwood, and Blackwood beat Thurston to win the cup. Okay, and for those of you who are who may not be familiar with Iliad Apollo, Iliad Apollo would probably... And if not the most famous wrestler come out of the Buffalo area, well, it's currently top three. He had a yep. yeah when he was done wrestling, he had a rough drop there. I think the rough drop still open actually. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yep. He passed away in the mid '90s, and WKW promoted a memorial show for him not too long after he passed. That sold out the the arena there in Buffalo. So, yep. You wanted more information? YouTube him or Google him. Yeah, I, I meant to go into all that, but uh, thank you because I totally forgot. <laughs> Yeah, Jayhawk uh, has a lot of that knowledge, and it's uh, pretty fun to watch him just start like spouting facts and figures off sometimes, and it it's impressive. Especially you when we're at a show it. and somebody tries to spout off something that's complete bullshit, and I can't keep my mouth shut. Hey, you boys run a tight ship on this podcast, and I appreciate it. <laughs> IWTV, what are you doing? Get them their promo code. That's right. <laughs> All right, go. This was a great choice for an opener. Lock of good oh, yeah. wrestling, lock of quick, fast paced stuff. Uh, a lot of near falls near the end. Uh, they are changing some strike at one point, which all looked really good. Thurston's got a nice brain buster. I love that brain buster he does. Yeah, so Thurston is a fantastic wrestler. Uh, the crowd, and I may or may not have been a part of this. Uh, you know, I, I my memory is a little foggy. At one point, the, the crowd gets real hung up on Thurston's height. <laughs> uh and i didn't realize how loud it was uh until i watched the show back and you can hear every word of it <laughs> i think it, at one point in the match thurston goes up to the top rope and like looks back at the section that i may or may not have been sitting in and just goes how tall am i now so <laughs> yeah oh. uh yeah, you may or may not have had anything to do with that. I may or may not have. I I, I don't want to point myself out as the ringleader of that uh, because Brandon Thurston terrifies me. But <laughs> oh, very, he's very short, but he's very angry. Yeah, uh, apparently short people are very angry about that. That's just one of the main things they get angry about. The good thing about short people, if they get angry, all they can do is kind of yell at your navel. They can't. They really don't. You're lucky to get up all the way up to the ear. Well, not Brandon Thurston. See, Brandon <laughs> Thurston knows about 500 different ways to tie you up like a pretzel. So, <laughs> guardrails there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and they're Korean. I don't heckle the wrestlers. I might have to work with them at some point. I don't want to get. I don't want to get pissed at me before it ever happens. Oof. <laughs> uh, Your so thoughts yeah, on the match? Um, go ahead. Stop looking at the graphic. Your thoughts on the on the match? I, I I'm. It was an okay match, man. I don't know what you want me to say. You guys said everything basically. Like, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Kevin Blackwood wins with uh, an STF. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He countered the armbar thingy. Yeah, I saw it. I had to watch yep. it. I watched it twice because my feed, like Saturday when I was watching it, uh, I uh, went and had uh, 
blood drawn. So like I got home and I just like tired after I ate my Wendy's breakfast and I like fell asleep at like the third match, I think. <laughs> so I rewatched everything again last night and then this morning. So, so <laughs> side note about Wendy's breakfast. The uh, breakfast baconator um, fantastic. Yes, that's what yes. I had. <laughs> it's it's so really uh that and the maple bacon chicken. Oh god. Fantastic. I was, potato I, wedges are great. Yeah, the potato wedges were awesome. I was eyeing up that uh, honey butter uh, chicken biscuit. I was like, that oh, sounds really good. That's very good, too. So. Uh, Wendy's, hit us with that promo code. <laughs> <laughs> we love redheads here on IWTV Guide. Yes, we do. Whoever wants a Wendy Trader account, a big wrestling fan, but I might be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy's, hit us with that promo code. Where's the, where's the sponsorship? <laughs> All right, what do we have next, man? Okay, so from there, we've got tag team action. Jeremiah Richter and Matt Radcliffe against Vince Valor and James Kaga. Orange, I'm, I'll uh, defer to you here. I, the first time uh, Richter and Radcliffe were in the NW5, not, if I'm not mistaken. This Valor and is Kaga have been their around a while, debut, so yes. Um, so, Richter and Radcliffe are two of the students out of Grapplers Anonymous. This was kind of their very first uh, debut. Uh, and James Sega and Vince Valor are kind of like, I don't want to say generic, because I feel like there's a bad connotation with the word generic. Um, but if, if you'll think to any, like, any wrestling show, I guess, and you just have the tag team that's literally just out there to beat up the young guys, that's them. Right on. Uh, former ESW tag team champions. Uh you know, this was, I believe, uh, James Sega's last match before he went out for uh, shoulder surgery, um, which was supposed to lead to what I assume was a singles run for Vince Valor. And then COVID happened. So good old COVID. Yeah, you ruin everything, COVID. Yeah, I, I liked uh, bits of this match. Uh, their finish that they did was actually pretty sweet. The like swinging neck breaker type. I don't know what yeah, to call it. It's like a half, cool. it's like a half neck breaker, half power slam. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah. That was real yeah. sweet. Yeah. So Jeremiah Richter, he is the, he's the short guy on the team. Um, I just want to point something out real quick. He does an excellent fucking job of getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Like everything you, like you, you assume he is going to die in there. At one point, I actually wrote in my notes that he might have well book a flight as much as getting flown around. Getting, oh, yeah. In the air after match. Yeah. So, uh, really, his everything, his selling, everything on point. I, I really think it was, you know, despite the fact that he maybe got three offensive moves in all match, I thought he looked phenomenal in this one. I'm starting to see a pattern here that you don't like short people. What I'm putting him over. <laughs> okay, but no. you had to specifically call out that he was the short guy of the team. Well, because the other guy's like <laughs> six foot six. What do you want from me? Yeah. Well, it's just me or with the shirt on it. He kind of looked like he throw Ray out a gold outfit. Uh, I think that's kind of what he's going for. Yeah. I don't get that reference, but at least Orange does. I'm glad. So. I'm glad Orange did. Well, Orange B from Upstate New York probably called IKW back in the day. So. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know my stuff. Okay, I know you do. Yeah. I'm not, I, 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 I don't. So. I catered my reference to our guest. Okay, yeah. there you go. And I, I actually just watched him like, feel- or early EKW stuff where he was on the card not too long before that, too. So. Yeah. Uh, I feel very welcome on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Now, there was a segment that happened after the match, Orange. Can you give us a little bit of background on what on what was happening here? They yes. lost me a little bit here, honestly. So... After this match, uh, Johnny Puma and a guy known as the Caesar run out with chairs in hand. Uh, So what you need to know, and I'm going to have to gloss over like a whole year of storylines just to explain this. Basically, I'll, I'll, I'll jump to the end. There was this faction in ESW called the Empire, kind of made up of basically what was the old guard uh, Johnny Puma was kind of the leader of the faction. Uh, Chris Cooper, Kevin Grace, uh, a bunch of guys who kind of like really put ESW on the map early. So, you know, one of those factions mm-hmm. It's basically like the old guard trying to stick around. Uh, and they're the ones who took the tag titles from Sager uh, and Valor. And the month before this, they had a big blow off war games match 
between the Empire and then uh, Valor, Sega, and then two wrestlers who run out to help Valor and Sega, uh, Anthony Gaines and Kevin Bennett. So that's kind of the whole background for this. Okay. As best as I can do. Okay, and that's what went, went basically, okay, you beat us, like kind of work together type of deal. It, yeah, like, okay, you beat us, we'll go away now, just invite us to an after party every now and again, you know, kind of uh, sending sending off the veterans as kind of like, you know, one, what, give them one more bow in front of the crowd and then, you know, send them out. Okay, so, next match is one I was but, really looking forward to on paper here. Out against Kogar against Faith Monkey. I do, before we go on to that match, I do just want to touch on that this segment also helps set up the tag title match for later in the night. Um, Because it was advertised beforehand that the tag team champions, RJ City and Gregory Iron, would be holding an uh, open challenge. And in this segment, we get Anthony Gaines and Kevin Bennett saying that they will be accepting the open challenge for later in the night. So this segment is kind of just to set up the tag title match for later. Sorry. No, no, you're fine. I, 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 no, no, I didn't want to gloss over that. And I'm glad you brought that up. Yep. Okay, go. Uh, get back it. to what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, match I was really looking forward to on paper when I called on the card here. Adigan Kogarver and Faith Monkey. If there's ever a match with contracting styles, this can definitely it. Yep. Um, so I don't know how many people listen to this show. Probably too many that I'm going to get in trouble by saying this. <laughs> um, I was told I had to find one nice thing to say about this match. And while you guys talk about the match, I will be thinking of the nice thing to say about it. <laughs> I personally thought this match was kind of sloppy, but it wasn't. Yes, it was. Anybody's <laughs> fault, really? It felt like it was kind of Space Monkey's fault with some of the well, stuff. But I, well, I don't know, like. Was it nobody's fault or was it both of their faults? Maybe it was both of their faults. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't think this match was terrible by any means, but it was. Well, when I say contracting styles, that was kind of my polite way of saying what you just said. Okay. Well. I, I mean, Kogar gets the pin with the headlock driver. Fairly short. It's only like five or six minutes. Yeah. I like the headlock driver and finish. That looked good. So I've kind of gone on record by not really liking either of these wrestlers all that much. Um,. But I, I think I figured out my nice thing. Uh, when Space Monkey came out and the whole crowd threw bananas into the ring, that was kind of fun. Okay. There you go. There you go. Dole, uh, where's that sponsorship? Come on, get at us. <laughs> <laughs> we know you're listening. Them, I don't know if they are or not. But. What, you, you, th- you don't think the Banana Packers have anything better to do? I, I'm sure like a Banana Oriented podcast they could be listening to. Yeah, those are hey, those are working men who are packing those bananas. They got to be listening to something. Working wrestling is for the working class. They could be listening. Dole, get at us. <laughs> if I get if I if our Twitter get bombarded with bonkership, I wouldn't have Orange back on every week. But okay, well, that's what you want to do. <laughs> I'm trying to make everybody some money here. All right. Uh, speaking of which, after we get, when we get off the air, we need to discuss my raid. But we'll we'll, we'll, we'll go after the air. <laughs> Are you a drinker? I'll buy you a beer at the next AIW show. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> what do we have next, Jayhawk? All right, from there we've got the Empire State Wrestling Interstate Championship. Frankie Feather defending against Rocco Black. So, I guess it's up to me to kind of lay this one out again, because there is a story here, too. Speaking of which, you know, a little aside, I really enjoy indie wrestling when it has actual stories here. And ESW kind of has that in spades. So, So, Frankie Feathers has been interstate champion as of today for 667 days. Wow. You might think that's long. That is par for the course of the ESW Interstate Championship. For some reason, people get it and then hold it forever. Uh, the longest reign with the ESW Interstate Championship is 889 days. Holy shit. And 2020 standards, that's phenomenal. <laughs> yes, by Kevin Bennett, uh, who we will see later on. Uh, RJ City held the title for 371 days. 
Coconut Jones held the title for 553 days. Gabe Saint held the title for 441 days. Johnny Adams held the title 504 days. People get this title and they never lose it. I'm going to pretend that you didn't have those written down and you just... Uh, oh, I've got I've got the game lift on cage match. I'm coming that uh, pulling it from. But. Can I pretend those were from memory? And yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm going to pretend because that's impressive. Like the way yeah. it sounded. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. People get this title and never lose it. Um, so... A few months back. I'm like that WW hardcore title. Woof. <laughs> Doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, Dominic Greeny retired that. We don't really talk about that anymore. Doesn't exist. It never existed. I am not a one-time WEW hardcore champion. <laughs> never existed. Yeah, actually, you're not because Jay Clement took a bribe for Dunkaroo. <laughs> and I overturned that decision. Jay Clemens, our man on the inside in the Fed now. <laughs> One of many, one of one many. of many, one of many. <laughs> we got people on the inside, people. WWE, we're coming from. Yeah, WWE hit us up. Where's that sponsorship money? <laughs> I'll turn. I'll turn this into a network show. We just talk about all the stuff you put up every week. Oh dear God! You can have you can have me on when uh, your guys are reviewing like old ECW, but not like old ECW. I mean like old WWE ECW. <laughs> the stuff Collins on. <laughs> there, you, know, you know what? When I, whenever I get back to doing the Ohio Wrestling Project, they're working a WWE EKW show from Cleveland that Tommy Dreamer and Colin Delaney go for tag gold. Yes, they do. And they should have won it. <laughs> yeah, that one I did know off the top of my head, and that kind of scared me, honestly. But. Oh, I knew it, too. <laughs> oh, God. All right, okay, so we just got WWE way off track. never going to give up that bonkership money. Again, let's talk about this match. <laughs> okay, so uh, a few months ago, Roscoe Black starts showing up at the end of Frankie Feather's matches and kind of giving him this very aggressive round of applause um, and then kicking the shit out of Frankie Feathers. Uh, this goes on until Wrestle Bash, where the beatdown then includes Roscoe taking the belt with him. And they showed part uh, which, of this before the match here. And I love the fact that Frankie Feather's mom was getting it in fake. Like, I thought that was a nice touch, actually. Oh, yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, I remember being at that show and, like, watching that go down. And uh, the person I was with kind of nudged me. It's like, that's Frankie's mom. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we have Frankie Feathers versus Roscoe Black for the title. Uh, Roscoe Black looks like an absolute killer. This entire match. Yeah, that could, that could fun. Feather can bounce around like a ping pong ball for him for much the entire oh. match. Oh, yeah. Frankie makes him look like a million bucks. Um, I even really like the finish of this one to where he Frankie kind of hits his finish, but kind of has to get like a roll up out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, yeah, that. Yeah, he hit him with the, he hit him with his move, but he still needed that kind of fluking way into it. Yeah, uh, yeah. so he hits him with, like, the spin kick, the treble in paradise. I don't know what Frankie calls it, uh, but it's, you know, it's that, like, pump, wheel, kick, something. I don't know. Um, and But Roscoe doesn't go down. So Frankie kind of has to like, have to like, roll him up out of it. And I just, I'm a big fan of that finish. And I'm a big fan of the Pope match here, too. Roscoe Black and Pitt take a referee working his first ever show for the company to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. It really made me wish it was Jared. Why do you want to keep me get beat up so bad? I don't know. It's fun. You you drove me home from a concussed date one night, if you recall. I I do remember doing that. (sighs) They made a big deal about that being the referee's first show, too. He should sign a contract today, and I'm in my head. I'm going, yeah, contract, whatever. (laughs) Indie wrestling contracts. Don't we all sign them? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like the one John Thorne made me sign for no money <laughs> to be AIW shill. <laughs> Get a hot dog and a handshake out of it. Oh, look, man, I haven't got that hot dog yet. So <laughs> you, 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 need a, you need a better lawyer. You could have written that hot dog into it for you. Yeah, From what I understand, uh, there there is a certain lawyer that was on wrestling cheers this week that may be available to help you with that situation. <laughs> I'm going to need to call Mark Sterling. That's right. Mark Sterling used to work ESW shows. I miss him a lot. So you got your in right there. Just be like, hey, remember you used to work for this? I need your help now. Yeah, I need your help. Contract <laughs> litigation. 
Sean Thornton, you can make me not call Mark Sterling. Uh, you can hit us up with that sponsorship money. <laughs> You, you know, even, you know, we pay we pay John Thorne money for tickets, and he's paying up with entertaining show. I think we're even. <laughs> I'll even I'll even plug the I'll even plug the uh, IWTV code. Use promo code Absolute for five free days. <laughs> yeah, we usually throw that one out there. If the company that we're reviewing doesn't have anything, it usually is either that or we or we do the Pod Van Dam one just to, to mix it up. But uh, Empire State does have one, and we will get to that at the end of the show. <laughs> Use promo code Pod Van Dam for five free days on IWTV. <laughs> and IWTV, mark our code. We can use our own code every week. Ed, Jonah, Pat, where's that? Where's that sponsorship at? <laughs> Ed, 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 I know for a fact you are listening. Where's that sponsorship? <laughs> <sighs> Got a bunch Moving of people on. Pondering, they're probably wondering what the hell are they talking about right now. Hey, when they find all these things, they'll be joining the uh, the Kool Aid Club. <laughs> Is that what AIW fans are now called? <laughs> the Kool-Aid Club? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They started someone started calling us a cult recently, and it's not wrong, but it's there's nicer ways you could say it. The absolute maniacs. That's what we are. We all go worship at the shrine of the local show Big Shot, John Thorne. <laughs> Our holy hymn is uh, 99 Problems. <laughs> Oh man! Like, All back right. to Empire State Wrestling, who we're supposed to be plugging here. Yes, back to speaking Empire of AIW. The next match is former AIW Absolute Champion Ethan Page taking on Bill Collier. Okay, now I I know I know I've worked at least one show with Bill Collier, and I'm going to say that, and it's probably going to sound like I'm shitting on him, and I'm not. But I look at Bill Collier, I I think I'm looking at a shorter version of Big Cat. That's what I thought too. Yeah, Collier much more talented than Big Cass. Yes, I was gonna say uh, if Big Cass could work, then yeah. <laughs> but Collier's an excellent worker. Oh, he um, is fantastic. It baffles me why some place hasn't looked at him yet and just gone, "Oh, I'm paying him millions of dollars." I don't know. It's one of the mysteries. <laughs> All right, I don't know if I should be saying this on this podcast. Um, but there were like whispers a while back that ROH was interested in him, like pre-COVID. So I don't know. I don't know if I should be saying that. Oh, just a, just a rumor. Nothing confirmed. Nothing That's confirmed. Nothing um, confirmed. I'm notoriously an unreliable source, so <laughs> don't listen to anything I say, course, except Ethan for the Page fact that the I told everybody was... that Into Infinity and Beyond would be winning the AIW Tag Team Championships, but we all knew that to be true. You just didn't want to accept it. You were like, Heyman, it's, it's not a prediction. It's spoiler. a spoiler. Ethan Page at the time that Quink recorded was one half of the Impact Tag Team Champion, which it mentioned on commentary. Yes. Yep. I got to hold that belt that night. I got to hold both of them in, in a photo, and I looked super awkward because they had the belts, like, snapped. So then I, like, yep. couldn't hold them right on my shoulders, yeah. and I looked super awkward with them. But I, I got that photo. It's cool. Yep. And I'm also dressed up as Danhausen, so it's very weird. <laughs> Got to hold those title housing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on to the match. Okay, go. Page at the heel here. He jaw jacking the crowd, which is all like entertaining. Uh, I can't remember if it was this show or if it was another one, but Ethan Page is notorious for like getting into it with the ESW crowd. Uh, at one point, he gets booed just because he says his favorite artist is Kanye West. Um, and then, and then like quickly course cracks. He's like, Oh wait, yeah, I'm in Buffalo. Sorry guys. My favorite band is every time I die. <laughs> Which gets a cheer out of everybody. <laughs> because page at the heel, he got control. Most of the match. He's mostly working on call your back. Call your make a comeback. He does some great stuff on the comeback. It's fantastic. Call your mm -hmm. win with a rolling forearm in about 10 minutes. Yeah. He counters the spinning Dwayne. Yep. And hits up that rolling form. That's pretty good. Hit him so hard with that form, he turned him into the karate man. <laughs> uh, we're just going to have to devote an episode of the karate man eventually because I love the karate man so much. I, I think as soon as that show dropped on IWTV, like we're canceling whatever we got planned for that week and we're doing it. Like, All right, that's yes. fine. Have me back on for that because I need to gush about the karate man. <laughs> I did enjoy it. I'm excited that he will be returning. So that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't die, despite Tom Waller's best efforts. Yeah, I think he he may have missed the heart and and 
And uh, that's probably why he he almost got him, but he he barely missed. So we can we can all be so fortunate. <sighs> yeah, but I don't know. I really love Ethan Page. I really love Bill Collier. This match was fantastic. I loved it. I want to see it five hundred more times. Probably my favorite match on the card. All honesty, I say I think I'm probably the number one. Uh top three for sure. Main this, event really good too. It cloaked with the main event, but I I, I think I the gadget got a little bit. This did yeah, lead uh, us into not, intermission, right? Yes, this is the list of the last match before intermission. Okay. Okay. Can we come back from intermission with a three-way match? Dakota, Orion, Virgin Cloudy, and I can't believe I'm getting this name on a podcast. Jerk Cocken. <laughs> the greatest independent wrestling name of all time for one of the greatest independent wrestlers of all time. ESW, you've been retweeting this all week. I know you're listening. Let me just level with you real quick. Jerk Hawkins, and I, you, you both heard the crowd during this match, firmly for Jerk Hawkins, who is supposed to be a heel, by the way. But I digress. ESW, I know you're listening. Put a belt on Jerk Hawkins immediately. Yeah, that Do interstate it. title. Yes, let him hold it for 912 days. Because we got to keep with the belts tradition. <laughs> 6,969 days. Yes. Uh, Speaking of which, Jerk Hawkins and the Interstate title, I have a fun little uh, fun fact for you about Jerk Hawkins and the Interstate title. (laughs) He's he's getting a kick out of being Jerk Hawkins. I know he is. That's why I'm just not saying anything. If you watch the show after this, uh, ESW Second Coming, live from Rochester, New York, Orange Cassidy's in the main event, watch Mm -hmm. it. Jerk Hawkins has an interstate title match. He's in the four-way for the interstate title. When Jerk Hawkins is coming out to the ring, they announce that Jerk Hawkins holds the record for the most losses in interstate title matches. (laughs) He is a frequent challenger for the belt. He does not ever win it. ESW, I know you're listening. Put the belt on Jerk Hawkins. (laughs) All right, I'm sorry. We can get to the match now. What's his middle name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm going to have to look into the show. One could come out and find out how many times he can get that name. We got a record, I think. We <laughs> might. Sure, Cockins. Go back and do a shot every time. Die. No, we got to be dead. Fuck that. <laughs> so we touched on it earlier, and it comes up again in this match. For some reason on this particular night, ESW fans did not like short people. <laughs> because oh boy did they let you know that cloudy's short hmm, i wonder who could have been the the one spearheading of that <laughs> again may or may not have i plead the fifth <sighs> cloudy's a friend cloudy's a friend <laughs> yeah this was this was the one match that i that i didn't really feel on this show i don't like really? anyway anyway and a lot of stuff looks because fu- he never fluffy. gets invited to him <laughs> I don't like triple threat magic anyway, I'll refrain. Fair. Apple. Uh, I don't like triple threat matching anyway. A lot of stuff looks floppy. A lot of the stuff looks way contrived. There, There's like one spot there where Orion gets up Cloudy for like it to, in like a DDT and then comes off the blockbuster. You keep Cloudy actually like positioning himself to where he can get it with the blockbuster. And like, I, uh, and once that move happened, like I went out of it for the rest of the match. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna let it run now. Look, when you're five foot three, like Cloudy is, sometimes things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Cloudy won't listen to this. Probably not. But Hit us up with I'm that sponsorship, Cloudy. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> what? I don't know when this is gonna drop, but if I get a text from Cloudy, I'm gonna be. <laughs> woof. It should come out Monday night. <laughs> Maybe Great. tonight, if if everything goes perfectly and I don't have to edit much, I might be able to put it out tonight. I feel like you already have a lot of editing to do, my friend. No, not really. I, as okay. far as I feel, so all right. I'm even going to leave this in. If I can just put it all out, I'm just going to put it all out. Okay. Uh, like, so, I'm, like I'm, I'm a cloud of, I'm a, I'm a fan of Cloudy. I'm a cloud of fan. I'm a, I'm you a are a clown, yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan of Cloudy from back in the ROH day. So I would kind of watch this. Uh, Orion and Cockins look like they've got some talent, but that it was just disjointed. I just didn't feel it. Crowd came to enjoy know, it. That's fine. I, I love some Jerk Cockins. 
And he wins. Jerk Hawkins wins a match. Yeah. This is the first time I've ever seen Jerk Hawkins win a match. Yeah. Cloudy hit Orion with a low blow. Hawkins throws Cloudy out and covers Orion for the pin. They make sure to do the low blow behind the referee's back, even though it's a triple threat match and there's no qualification anyway. Well, at least <laughs> they have the respect to do that because, you know, there's other shows where things get blatantly used right in front of a ref and then they don't even call the DQ and it's whatever. Yeah. So consistency right so how about this next match it's next one fun yes. actually so this next one is fun and if you ever want to hear a crowd go completely silent with shock uh this is the match for you <laughs> we've got the empire state wrestling tag team champion handcrafted of gregory iron and rj kitty with awesome entrance music taking on the team yes, of kevin bennett and anthony gain it's the all-out theme. They come out to the all-out theme. All that? All that, whatever. Same shit. I said, I said all that. You get all out. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I may or may not have been hitting the daddy juice before this. It's, you know, the evening. It's okay. It's the evening. Okay, now, the one, the one thing I do have a question about, I don't know if you can explain or if you've never been explained, the Anthony Gaines nickname, none of a kind. I, I have nothing for okay. you. I'm sorry. I've been watching Anthony Gaines wrestle for years. I have nothing for you. Okay. It, to me, none of a kind means nothing. I'd like, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't. I, 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 I honestly wish I had an answer for you. And I really like Anthony Gaines. This is not to say, like, I don't like, I love Anthony Gaines. I don't have an answer for you. No, I, I, I like Gaines a lot, too. He looked really good here playing fake and peril for playing fake and peril early on. Then Bennett yeah, tags in, and then he gets caught and can play Robert Gibson match. later on. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, Anthony Gaines, babyface in peril. The moment that I alluded to earlier where the entire crowd goes silent. Middle of the match, uh, Anthony Gaines is about to go for a dive, and Kevin Bennett knocks him out, his own tag partner. Yes. And Now, here's and, the thing, though. First time I've ever seen ESW. Mm-hmm. They did that pro and they made a big deal about he can be my partner. I knew somebody yeah. was turning. Here's the thing. I've I've kind of had this feeling in my gut for months now that uh, Kevin Bennett would have been turning. Because here's the thing about Kevin Bennett. Kevin Bennett's a fantastic professional wrestler. Kevin Bennett's a much better heel professional wrestler than he is a babyface professional wrestler. Um, and everywhere else he wrestles, everywhere else he is a heel. So pretty much whenever, since ever since they've been trying to put out uh, babyface Kevin Bennett, I've been waiting for this exact moment. And it happened. Now, it was just something in the way he said he wanted to be a partner in an earlier segment, though. I'm like, okay, he's turning later. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah that, again, that, I, thought, I thought that was happening on every single show. Before this, I mean, <laughs> so that, again, that thirty-five years of being a wrestling fan and just having to think yes. about stuff too. But yeah, the, the the reason I guess it was more shocking for me because like like oh we're finally doing this, you know oh because like I said I'd been expecting this for like every show for a year and it, it, they kind of finally lulled everybody into that like sense of false sense of security to where it's like okay Kevin ben- I guess Kevin Bennett's never turning and then boom. Okay. Can we put over how good RJ Kitty is in, in the segment two? Can he the turn happen? And he just kind of looked down like, what the hell with that? Well, thank you. Here's the pin. Yeah. Like RJ Kitty reaction expression, that whole thing was perfect, too. Yeah, the tag champions look very unsure about their victory here. <laughs> but the, at the end of the day, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I want to say this is maybe the second time I've ever seen RJ City wrestle. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people know RJ City from Twitter. A lot of people have never seen an RJ City wrestling match. Yeah, I think that was my first one, honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, th- this show is proof positive. RJ City does wrestle. Yes. Not just, you know, drinking coffee in his underwear. Yes. <laughs> Which I think would be more Dan the Dad gimmick than RJ Kitty, but. <sighs> don't, don't say that name. Ed's not here. We're moving on. <laughs> oh, it's not just Ed. That's, it's, it's a whole, oh, no, it's not just Ed. It's a whole Discord. Okay, so from there, uh, we get Captain Nick Ando coming out along with Cloudy. Yep. 
tag team known as the High Seas. <laughs> and they Clever. they talk for they talk for a little bit when Dan Haugen interrupts with a box of cinnamon toast crunch. <sighs> I was waiting for this moment all show, and I'm so happy because this match wasn't announced beforehand, and I'm so happy they ended up putting Dan Housen with Nick Ando. Yeah, this was a fun match. It's a lot of fun. The segment beforehand's a lot of fun. Uh, if you see that weirdo who touches the tips of fingers with Danhausen, that's me in the Danhausen paint. <laughs> I really like wrestling, guys. <laughs> and so, yeah, Ando attacks Danhausen. Tell Cloudy to get a ref. We try to get a quick win. The bell rings. Danhausen kick out at two. Cause we're we're starting off hot. We get the tequila spot pretty early in the match. Dan Haugen wearing Ando Captain Cat, which is a nice visual. And the glasses. Yeah. And the glasses. <laughs> and the glasses. And the chain. <laughs> oh, Dan Housen. I did make a I did make a note that this is the second technically unannounced match of the night in a row, and we've somehow have a graphic on the big screen for it. <laughs> for both matches. Those yep. gra- the graphic people at ESW were quick. Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's that's a minor pet peeve. Like you didn't know this was happening. Like how do you have a graphic up? But they they work quick. We'll go with that. They yeah. run a tight ship, as I said earlier. Okay, this is, I I told you guys earlier. I can't remember if we were on or off air, but I had a story about the referee in this match. Okay, <laughs> please please so, do tell. I, I I have no idea who the referee is. Never met the guy. Never worked with the guy. Don't know him. But I'm watching I'm watching the match, and my fiance walk in the room. She's standing behind me for about thirty seconds. Can go. Is that Tom Dunn? <laughs> I went, no. Like, you're sure that's not Tom Dunn? I go, they don't even look alike. That looks like Tom Dunn. Tom Dunn's like six foot five. This guy's like five foot seven. No, it's not Tom Dunn. Tom Dunn, you might be listening. Hit us up for that sponsorship. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I know you're listening. Hit us up for that sponsorship. I would actually like to be sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch. We, we'll, we we'll, just, we'll do live read for that ad. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Well, yeah. We'll. So it's definitely the best cereal out there, right? Yeah, definitely. In my opinion, yeah. I, I like cinnamon toast crunch. It's my favorite. Top five. I'm a big cinnamon toast crunch guy, and I'm a big uh, Reese's Puffs by guy. Mm-hmm. So you know, if that's a little too controversial for your cereal opinions, <laughs> <laughs> yell at me on Twitter at Orange Flacity. <laughs> I've been partial to corn pop, Mike Gove too, from Cumbria, and I'm not sure why. Not a fan. Yeah, apparently, I'm in the minority, but I, I that was like my favorite hero when I was a kid for Cumbria. Mm, not for me. <laughs> Actually, used to do half a bowl of that, half a bowl of Rankin Brent at game time, and really good. What the fuck? Your is parents, wrong with your you? parent, your parents let you open two boxes of cereal at one time. <laughs> I don't know if they let me come watch. I just did it. Jared, I feel like we come from different socioeconomic. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> well, right, right now there's like four up in Bakken at my house being the kids to eat what the fuck they want. Don't ask. You know? No Again, respect. We, we, yeah, come, no respect. we come from different socioeconomic backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right. So anyway, Dan Housen wins with the DDT. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after after Dan Housen gets the win, Ando thro- is going to do a get down strike, and then that's when they announced that Orange Cassidy coming next month, and he can be the one directly to Ando. Yes, uh, if you want to watch that show, it's also on IWTV. Uh, it's called Second Coming ESW, and I, I think it's the most recent ESW show up on there. It is. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, because it was the last one before COVID. And now it's time for the main event. Yes. It is the ESW Heavyweight Championship. Daniel Garcia defending against Sean Carr. So... As we sit here uh, today, Daniel Garcia has just debuted on AEW. Uh, Sean Carr, uh, for those of you not familiar, uh, very big deal in the central New York area. Uh, A very good professional wrestler in his own right. Uh, This, for a very certain um, type of person in upstate New York, this is a dream match. And who is that Curtin Perkin? Me. I figured it's me. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty good to have a far and three match and go, though. This match is really good. Yeah. Oh, this match is fantastic. Um, this is my match of the night. This is why I, I hesitated to put uh, Bill Collier, Ethan Page as my match of the night. Uh, I mean, let's let's start off just by talking about how hot this crowd is for Daniel Garcia. Yeah. 
They don't they don't uh, about Daniel Linton podcasting for nothing there, Charlie. Yeah. So my there's <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was like personal friends of Daniel Garcia in my section uh, that were kind of like cheerleading the whole match. And it was it was fantastic. It was so much fun rooting for Daniel Garcia during this match. Um, the show before this, Daniel Garcia wrestled uh, someone who shall not be named because they're a weirdo pedophile canceled now. Um, you can, you can check cage match and see who it is. I feel no desire to mention his name. Okay. But I'm going to do that the match, but out of respect, I will not name it, not mention his name either. Oh, him. Cur- okay. Currently signed to NXT. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so that match didn't really kind of go over very well with the crowd. Uh, by the way, none of it was Daniel Garcia's fault. Daniel Garcia was working with what he had. Uh, but I guess, I guess Danny kind of like heard the mumblings from the crowd of how the match was kind of boring. Uh, at this show, Daniel Garcia had shirts made that said, Daniel Garcia is boring. I don't think he sold a single one that night. Uh, because again, I don't know if you heard this crowd is red fucking hot for Daniel Garcia. (laughs) Well, sometimes if you can turn, you know, something you hear like that into a, a sort of positive uh, or make fun of it. No, like, you know, uh, yeah. I know I'm not boring. Then, you know, the Carl's going to be like, okay, this guy's confident. We're not going to. Daniel Garcia is definitely not boring. Uh, my favorite moment of the match. At one point, Daniel Garcia grabs Sean Carr for a butterfly suplex that ends up going into the turnbuckles. And right beforehand, Daniel Garcia looks out into, like, the whole, like I said, my section had, like, his friends and, like, cheerleaders and stuff. Looks right at all of us and just yells, if he dies, and the entire fucking crowd and just shouts back, he dies. Boom. And there's definitely some great stuff here. Uh, there's some good commission moves, some good counter and counter little commission moves. Uh, mm-hmm. Car at one point counted a sharpshooter in an inside cradle, and I legit thought that was the finish when he hit it. Oh, uh, believe me, half the building did too. Yeah, that that, that was beautiful. Garcia ends up getting a getting a win with a version of the Muda Lock. Yep, really good stuff here. Yeah, I like the, yeah, I like the Muda Lock finish. That was real cool. Yeah, like I said, uh, Daniel Garcia, very good wrestler. Sean Carr, very good wrestler. You're gonna get a good match. Two guys working together, very good match. Yes. All right, so uh, Jayhawk, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Ed the thumbs up. Like a guy from that triple threat, I was into everything. And I did there, and again, with saying the triple threat, I don't like triple threat matching anyway. Like, really not a knock on those three guys. I, I don't like triple threat match. Mm. That's fair. Uh, yeah, thumbs up for me, too. Outside of Atticus Coger and Space Monkey, I think everything on this show is passable to amazing which I know is kind of a weird, very broad spectrum, but everything kind of borders a little closer to amazing and then passable. Yeah, I'm going to be a thumbs up as well. This is uh, really fun to watch. And uh, once I really uh, got into the show and stuff like that, it would it, time flew by. I was like, holy crap, it's already over. It was good stuff. Oh, yeah, it's a real tight show. I really don't think this show goes longer than two and a half hours. I think it was like 225 or something, but they had like promo package stuff in there and like different stuff that was kind of cool to see, like that they were kind of promoting stuff. So, yeah. And like I said, production values for the show. Fantastic. You get promo packages, you get highlight packages, you get actual wrestlers in the ring cutting promos, which I feel like is rare for an indie show. Yeah, And you can tell even like a first time viewer that thing had a story to it and think we're boating to other things. Yeah. Yeah, and the nice thing about this show is the only match to go past the 10-minute mark is the main event. Yes, which is greatly appreciated. Go, Somebody in Jacksonville needs to take note. Not every match has to be 15 fucking minutes. Oh, my. So, I'm always, I'm always a guy that's going to prefer more matches on a show than longer matches on a show. So, you know, get in, get out, get your shit in. Yeah, I don't mind 30, 30 minute, 30 minute, 45 minute magic on a show if it makes kind of the right guy. But yeah, come company, every match has to be 15, 20 minutes. It doesn't work that way. 
yeah, like a certain company that decides the second match on a show needs to go 20 minutes. Reel you guys back in here. All right. So if you, if this show, if we've interested you in this company and in this show, subscribe to independentwrestling.tv. Use the code Empire State, all one word, for five free days. Check it out. Check out the whole catalog they have in there. Uh, lots of cool stuff. Check out Absolute Intense Wrestling. Check out Black Label Pro. Uh, check out Southern Underground Pro. Check out Paradigm Pro. Lots of great stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are and- older promotions that no longer get on there. There are show- promotions like the EKWA that have been around forever that are just getting their stuff on there now. Yep. You can't I, find I, I something think- on independentwrestling.tv that make you happy as a wrestling fan. You're not a wrestling fan. Amen. So uh, I don't think we touched on this at the top of the show, but I'm going to mention it now. ESW just uploaded its entire 2019 calendar on to onto IWTV. So I don't know if that's the reason they had me on to cover ESW right now, but all of the shows from 2019 are on IWTV. I was at all of those shows. They're all fantastic shows. Uh, you, you really can't go wrong with any of them. Uh, my personal favorite ESW temperature rising, uh, Main event of that show is Daniel Garcia versus Brandon Thurston for the ESW heavyweight title. It's a fantastic match. Uh, that's my own personal recommendation. You got any uh, plugs there, Orange? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Orange Flacity. Um, I have some things in the works that I'm not allowed to talk about at the moment. Uh, but So yeah, just Twitter for now, uh, at Orange Flacity. Uh, tell me you know, tell me how canceled I am for my opinions about Atticus Kogar and or uh, Pop Cereal. <laughs> Jayhawk, what do you got? Uh, Concerning the company you keep, I think you're fine on far Pop Cereal Go, but... I'm a Zoomer. <laughs> uh, you follow- couldn't see it, but I just dabbed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now I have that image in my head. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at PW Critique. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539. Follow me on Twitch at TFMJayhawk. I would love to tell you when you can see me back in the ring like a referee, but I have no fucking idea at this point. <laughs> Whole world is on fire. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Is it? Welcome to the good place. <laughs> It's not really the good place. It's the bad place the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. Now we're really canceled. We just fucking spoiled the good place for everybody. Hey, it's been out long enough. It's finished. You should have watched it by now. It's your own fault. And that was the end of the first geek and there's three after that. We didn't spoil everything. (laughs) Uh, What else can we spoil real quick? (laughs) Uh, Supposedly at the end of the Sopranos, that actually means that Tony Soprano died when it went black. Uh, well, yeah, just, everybody knows that. I didn't know that. I just thought it was done. Now they just no. couldn't figure out a good ending. No, he definitely gets shot in that diner. <laughs> uh, oh, I have one more spoiler for you guys. Uh, AIW at the Collective, Thunder in Indianapolis. Two Infinity Beyond are not losing the fucking AIW Tag Team Championships. <laughs> you can all go home mad and cry about it. Those championships are never leaving. I would love to tell him he's wrong, but I've watched two Infinity Beyond over the last seven years in the company. Uh, so nothing would surprise me. The belts are going nowhere. That was the wondering goal that I assure you were open, and everybody kind of all come in, but didn't want to keep coming. Everybody was like, "Fuck, we were right. God damn it!" I I told each and every one of you. You don't want to admit it, but you know in your heart it's going to happen. And what? And it happened. <laughs> I have never once lied to any of you, except for all those times I lied to you guys. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, check out our other podcast friends, Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and It's Evolution Baby. And Cinnamon Toast Crunch, hit us up. Where's that sponsorship money? And uh, check out our other non-podcast friends, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoking Jay's Barbecue, and Happy Hour with Steve Guy on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Charlie underscore Butters, and you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at IWTV Guide. Wear your mask. Black lives still matter. Talk to you later, everyone. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs>